0: Bear Cat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. It is Sunday. Sunday night. Sunday night special edition. Sunday night Bearcats tearing up the NFL. Sunday, hashtag Bearcats in the NFL. Shout AA Ron Smith. Sunday night following a Saturday where Mickey Mouse came to town and put our smiles upside down. A Sunday also where we are live on Sunday because there's something very special coming on Monday. That's right. Monday night, two feet in, 10 toes down, Wes Miller and the boys are back. College basketball is back. The best time of the year is upon us. Year three, year one of the Big 12, so many questions, so many answers. We're going to break it all down and, of course, going to break down the football game as well. But it's a special Sunday night because Monday is going to be a fun one. So, without further ado, I'm going to bring in my guys just two of them today because the third one is going to the Sunday night football game in Cincinnati. So, uh, Royer, you're here in spirit, but without further ado, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, gentlemen, how are we? I'm here. Hey, you are. <laughs> you are. I'm here. Welcome. I had
1: I had, a del- I had a delicious dinner tonight, so that was great. Fixed
0: Break it a, down. Break down the dinner.
1: It's a pot roast. Okay. And uh, some mashed potatoes. Okay. And uh, I had a Klondike bar for dessert.
0: Oh, baby, baby. So, so when you make your your pot roast, you don't put the the veggies no. in there with it. Okay. Uh, I do. Okay. Just not potatoes. Okay. No potatoes.
1: No, I do mashed potatoes, and then you put the pot roast over the mashed potatoes. You put some gravy. I take mm. the take some juice from the pot roast okay. from the crock pot. You make some gravy, and then you put the gravy over top of the pot roast. Mm. It's still
0: talking. It's still talking. It was that's, really good. You're you're gonna be ready to rock and roll for the show. I tell you what. That's. I mean, yeah. yeah I
1: just had a, a big old scoop, but well, here's the. So tonight is not the best part. Right. Tomorrow.
0: The flavors all
1: when you make your pot roast sandwich.
0: Yeah.
1: With some melted cheese on a nice little sub roll with a little little mayonnaise, maybe a little A1 sauce. Mm. That's the best part of a pot roast. Yeah. You make the pot roast the night before with the anticipation of having the pot roast sandwich tomorrow.
0: Exactly. I I mean, that's like why Thanksgiving, you know, you get a uh, cornucopia of food on Thanksgiving um, and then you're able to uh, kind of uh, shout out to the to all the lifers here. You would you would know the cornucopia, right, Aaron? You know that word. Um, you, you the best part is what happens the next day, the leftovers, that, that leftover turkey sandwich hits a little different. Yeah, I tell you what. So I'm I'm yeah. right there with you. Sometimes that next day is even better. But I, not sometimes. I, Almost all, all the time. Sometimes 100% of the times. Right. 92% right. of the time,
1: every
0: time. All the time, every time. And that's going to be the free throw percentage for C.J. Frederick this year. 92%. How about that? AARON, Ron. Who day? Who day? Who day? Think gonna beat them bango. What's up, brother? How are we?
2: Good. Clean the garage today. That was oh, the extent, wow. extent of my day.
0: Superstar. Superstar. You know, man. That that is a manly thing to do. Now you just got the uh what the, the dishwasher and the refrigerator to, to deal with now. Dryer. Dryer. Dryer and the refrigerator.
2: Yeah, they picked up the dented one yesterday.
0: Yeah, okay. yesterday. And they're delivering the new one either tomorrow or Tuesday. So yet again, you're the man. You're a man. It's uh it's very impressive. You're uh, yeah, you're forty. 40. quick uh quick thought on the game tonight aaron as you're decked out in your who day gear
2: uh the Bengals are going to do what they should have done against the bills the last time before somebody died on the field so they're going to destroy the buffalo bills well just like I mean, they the did last bills. time they played
1: buffalo they did they them.
2: did on, uh, that was playoffs that was yeah, a little did. different in the Oops. snow at buffalo right. uh this time again back at home uh they're going to strike yeah. the jungle and uh get that okay. big win
0: okay i like that sunday night's gonna be great um so, one quick question to you guys. I kind of has to do with the Bengals. Who day? Bengals, right? Who dat? Saints? So, last right. week, I, I've i got a buddy who plays for the Saints, and they were playing the Colts at Lucas Oil. So, I was in a in a box with a bunch of Saints fans, and they, they love that who dat. Which one came first? Do you guys know? I, I mean, I didn't look it up or anything. I just don't know if the Saints copycatted the Bengals or if it was the other way around. Or I have no idea. I don't care. I mean that they, they say it religiously. So a little little uh a little bit too much for me, but uh that's that. Um yeah, six six o'clock start. I kind of like this, you know? Gets gets us fresh. Uh I'm one to do dinner after podcast too, because Chad, I don't know. Back in your in your okay, thank you, Jason. Who did came first. There we go. That's that's all I needed to hear. Because they they were adamant that who dat came first. So and I was like, I don't think so. Um, but I was, you know, a little, little too in deep on the, on the day's festivities to be pulling out Google on my phone. But, uh, quick, uh, quick, th- hey, Chad, back when you were play by play broadcasting and, and color commentating stuff that like, if you ate before, I like, I, I, I get, I get a little bit of like the bubble guts, you know, <laughs> where I'm like on air and then like, can't really let get words out. And I'm like, Oh, you know, so uh, I always eat afterwards. So I like the six o'clock start kind of kind of gets me right, right in line for dinner. Do you time. don't eat dinner
1: until 11 o'clock on Monday
0: nights? Yeah, I have like a light snack and then not a full dinner at 11, but kind of just like finish the light snack. You're so weird.
2: I know. In all of the ways.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're
1: so weird.
0: I know. Well, uh, no, well, I
1: eat dinner before every podcast.
0: Dude, it's just weird. I, like I can't like – like you you would be able to tell that I ate before. and Yeah, because you'd have to get up for 10 minutes and go take a poop. Easy. Easy, more like forty minutes if I'm doing that. But uh, depends how bubbly those guts are. (laughs) More like forty minutes. Uh, You know, that's a.
1: Jeez, how big is your hemorrhoid?
0: Dog, it's well, it's a (laughs) weird conversation. It's like, what? What are you doing in there? One time, I wrote like a, you know, my whole entire like, uh, uh, you know, game prediction, sitting on the John. Um, You know, did research and wrote it all. Brent gave birth to a ten-pound steak. I mean, I, oh, you guys God. know it's a it's a good escape. No, I don't. To I get don't on the throne, you don't and even don't have
2: kids world. to escape from. What are you escaping from?
0: Get on the throne, you know. Just 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 dive into your world. You know, that's that. <laughs> that's that. That is that. So so we're gonna continue this fun conversation. But you know, if you if you are really struggling to to get somewhere, and and you know, maybe you do have to like you know do something and you're in a rush and all of a sudden that rush leads to you having some sort of confusion on the road and that confusion on the road leads to you like maybe you know hurting a rim or hurting a a, a fender or getting a bender then you might want to call our boy Danco Joe Danco Transmission and Auto Care Danco Joe we love you Danco uh Joe. we we love Danco Transmission and Auto Care and we also love the fact that you can go there and get ten dollars off your next oil change, ten percent off your next fixing. Just tell uh tell Joe we sent you. Tell them Chad Brandle sent you Aaron, myself, Royer, say say Royer sent you. And uh we kind of we kind of go from there. Um but yeah.
1: Don't worry, Joffrey. You have not missed anything. We've been going for eight and a half minutes. You have not missed anything.
0: I know that that's why that's kind of why I did it because because I figured you know it's gonna take a little while to get everyone in here but uh now Took that we're about here, as long as one of Brent's bubblegum breaks yes <laughs> I, yeah, about, it's thirty minutes short but yes something like that um uh, but you know without further ado we we got to open it up with the most recent news and that is yet again another tough one on a Saturday leading to tough discussions on a Sunday morning and on Monday nights normally and now Sunday nights. Uh, UCF Central Florida Golden Knights, the astronauts of um, you know, SpaceX over there, uh, 28 26 victory over the Bearcats, guys. You obviously had your uh nightcap last night, just kind of rehashing the you know, positives, negatives, this, that, and the other. And it, it does really get that feel of kind of a uh, broken record esque at this point where. It's kind of the same conversation that we have after every game recently where it's, you know, yet again, they had a chance there. And then before you know it, chance went away and another loss. Um, Chad, you had a pretty interesting tweet today. I Let's just dive right into that. Um, if you want to reread the tweet and kind of just your thoughts on it, because I think that's a good it's a good indicator of kind of how things have gone overall for the entire team.
1: Yeah, so. I just, I started thinking back to like this, this team playing like the thing about being a great running team and let's make no mistake. This is a great borderline elite running team, which after you hear this stat is almost unfathomable. Right. But this team has taken the lead six times in big 12 play six on four of those times that they've taken the lead, the opponent has answered immediately gone straight down the field and scored to either. And I believe it's all regain the lead, but either tie or regain the lead. Right. Only twice, only twice in six games has the offense taken the field with a lead let that sink in Mm -hmm. only twice has the offense taken the field with the lead and both times they did not score and the other team marched down the field and took the lead so they have and then i was like how bad is this so i looked it up right they have ran 444 plays on offense in big 12 play Mm
2: -hmm.
1: the Cincinnati offense has taken 13 snaps with a lead three to nothing against Oklahoma and three to nothing against Central Florida and those are the only snaps the entire year that they've taken with the lead against Oklahoma if you remember they had the big first down play to Xavier Henderson. Then they ran it three times and punted from the plus 40. And then they had the drive yesterday. uh, After they got up 3-0, they got a stop. They drove, and they had the fourth and one, where they tried the pop pass to the tight end, I guess, is what Satterfield said that that was. Mm -hmm. Uh, The pop pass to the tight end, uh, and the tight end fell down. So Emory had to just throw it away. 13, 13 snaps with the lead in Big 12 play. So all of this shit that we've been talking about, all the, the picking this apart, picking that mm-hmm. apart, that's the only thing that, that really matters. Right. They've not been good enough. And yes, kudos to them for showing some fight and being able to keep it close. Again, uh, I talked about this last night. I think that's why we were so upset with Oklahoma State and Iowa State, especially Iowa State, like it looked like they just they ran out of fight when right. Iowa State started pulling away, especially early in that second half, it looked like they didn't want to be there at all. Mm-hmm. But fight has not been the issue. Um like the, the issue has been they haven't been good enough. They haven't executed well enough. They, don't, they haven't called the plays well enough. They haven't made the plays well enough to even sustain a lead for more than two drives in six games. Like that, it is, that makes it so much worse than it feels like. Yeah. It's dreadful. Dreadful. And you know what's happened in almost every one of those instances where Cincinnati has taken the lead? the opponent has completed a splash play over the top. It's almost like they they just hold those in their pocket. Like, we can get it whenever we want it, and we just pull it out when we need it, and we run a go ball, and we throw it up, and it's either a pass interference or a 50- or 60-yard gain. Doesn't doesn't matter who's the defender. It doesn't matter what the defense that's called. Uh, there's no pressure on the quarterback, so that doesn't matter. Um, but it's just – it's not – It's not good enough. 13 snaps in six games. Like, imagine if I would have told that to you guys in the season preview show. We're going to go through six Big 12 games, over, under on number of snaps. They'll play with the lead. And I set it at 13 and a half. And the right answer would have been under.
0: Yeah, I've. I've (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. The amount of money I would have lost on that would not be good.
2: Be close to the amount of money that you've lost on the season thus far.
0: <laughs> Very good. Uh,
1: Jason, what I just touched on is the problem. They can't stop the pass. And now, I mean, you know, the the run the past two games to you – know, Ollie Gordon's the leading rusher in the nation. Um. And then yesterday, they had a guy that was that was good that they didn't really have an answer for him. It wasn't as bad as Ollie Davis was, but it wasn't great. But the problem is they, they can't stop the pass. They can't get a pass rush, and they can't defend down the field. And now they're dropping eight, and guys Don't are just crossing the underneath the net.
2: It's, Don't it's stop the pass. pass. Can't stop the pass. Don't stop the pass. Can't stop the pass. <sighs> Yeah, I,
1: it's bad. They're the worst pass defense in the Big 12, and I don't think it's – I don't know what the numbers say. I know Oklahoma State was really bad, even though since they attempted five passes in the first half against Cowboys. But um, I just – i it's mind-blowing. 13 snaps with the lead in six games. That's yeah. two a game. Two snaps a game with the lead. Hi. Okay. You can have it back now.
0: Yeah, I, well, I mean, even Aaron and I were talking about it yesterday up in the uh, up in the press box. That you know, when they took the lead in the second half, you know, I I, I knew it. I was like ninety five percent sure that it was the fact, but I had to look it up again because it's like it is mind blowing that it was the first time that the team had held a lead in the second half of any Big Twelve game. So even though I had to, you know, all the games have been well for the most part, other than a few that got away they've been close, you know, you you look at BYU, you look at, you know, obviously Baylor, you look at obviously against UCF and, and even Oklahoma at times. And UCF was the first time that Cincinnati held a lead in the second half in the big 12. And it's just, it's, it goes with your stats as well. And, you know, you were talking, the main pillar, three pillars of, of every single thing that Luke fickle preached when he was here, you know, He's
1: than,
0: not here anymore. Let's stop talking. About no, no, well, no. I was, I was. Just, I, I'm gonna say, well, okay. But team as, as a whole, every football team out there talks about having success in all three phases, and so
1: complementary. But what's I was thinking about this earlier too. We have to come up with something that's the opposite of complementary football, because that's what they're playing. Like there's, there's no complement. Any when the defense is good, the offense stinks. When the offense is good, the defense stinks. And yeah. just randomly sprinkled throughout the special teams. How many times are we going to have to watch somebody run a fake punter field goal and just pick it up easily? Yeah.
2: The opposite of complimentary, according to Oxford languages, is oh. derogatory or scathing. I like scathing.
0: I'll stay away derogatory from it. Derogatory
1: football does have a little bit of a ring to it, though.
0: I don't like it at all. Uh,
1: <laughs> if, or you could just go... 513 shirts and we make a derogatory football shirt with anybody.
0: <laughs> or you could just go straight to purgatory. Oh, man. Whoa. Yeah. Um. And, and also... Gaving football. What also normally happens is if you get two of the three in the same game that's the, that are better than your opponent, you normally come out with a win as well. And... Like you said, Ch- Chad, just now it's it's like it once it, it's like the f- the game is broken down into like different sub games because you, you know, sure the, the rushing attack is, is the only steady thing that's there in every game. There's still six in the country, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna finish in the top ten, probably ninety-five percent chance that they finish in the top ten rushing, which is bonkers. And yet their win-loss record is gonna be two and ten. 3 and 9 to think of pull that one.
2: Miriam uh, Webster has has more. Miriam Webster says negative, unfavorable, uncomplimentary, adverse, derogatory, unflattering, unfriendly, depreciatory, depreciative, unappreciative, inappreciative, disapproving and critical.
0: Unflattering football. Miriam, <laughs> Miriam Webster always did have a lot more than did, than they very very good. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's how about how about this, Brent? Uh, yeah. Our
1: guy Killer V, who does some uh, some good stuff. Hold on, let me find it. Um, I thought I had it, but I don't. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, Killer V, the the top ten rushing attacks in the country. Yeah. A- Air Force nine and zero. Yep. No, they lost, didn't they?
0: Well, yeah, they lost to Army. Surprisingly. Yeah, not,
1: eight and one. Liberty, Liberty eight and one. Yep. Tennessee seven and two, Toledo eight and one. You know it's number five in the country in rushing, right? UCF, UCF they're four and five. Cincinnati it's two and seven. Uh, Jackson State seven and three. West Virginia six and three. LSU six and three. Boston College six and three. Uh, so the only two teams under five hundred uh, in the country with uh, in the top ten in rushing are Cincinnati and UCF. <sighs> And uh, everybody else is at least three games over 500. Cincinnati is five games under. And that includes teams that refuse to pass. That, like, yeah. they just, like, we don't pass.
0: Yeah. I, and, and, you know, if, if, if you keep going, I mean, Oregon's on there. Kansas State, UCLA, Georgia Tech has had a somewhat resurgent year under, you know, first year under Brent Key. I, it's it's strange. It is very yeah. Just strange, and and you could kind of sense it for the first time, um, all season. Just kind of what the fans and in the media has seen is, is finally Satterfield got up there and said, "This is strange, and I hate it, and I don't like it." And you know, it's it's like, you know, we have yet it's again, and
1: I hate it.
0: Yeah, yet again, two players over hundred yards rushing. Yet again, we outgained the opponent. Yet again, this. Yet again, that. It, like the first half is the most it was crazy. You know, you're, you're almost out gaining UCF by by 200 yards. It was like 100...
1: 291? And... Was it 291
0: yeah. yards at halftime? So run? like 140 or something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: And you were losing 14 to 10. It's just like, it's mind-boggling. Um, I, I don't know. And, you know, so then what happens is you start to point fingers. You start to come up with excuses as to why. And I think we finally saw it a lot And kind of come to fruition on Saturday was that it is a lot to do with penalties and a lot to do with turnovers. And, you know, we kind of alluded a little bit to it. I was talking to Aaron a a little bit uh, during the game, and after the game, just the fact that previous UC teams had a lot of penalties as well, you know, ranking dead last or third to last in in the nation. But when you have the amount of talent that you have on those teams, you have the amount of of you know differentiation and talent from their team to the AAC opponents that they were facing. And you have a little bit of leeway to give up that that you know bad yardage. You're also not turning the ball over a bunch. You're also you know able to to turn the turn your opponent over. And so through all that, yes, maybe that part has continued to be prevalent on the team with, with the penalties and this, that, and the other. But then you add the turnovers in and you add the fact that. We just simply are struggling to force turnovers as well. And it kind of just snowballs. And you see, hey, you can outgain anyone. But if you are not able to turn all this yardage into points, you're going to lose football games. That's just the simple fact of it. And, and Chad, I I thought it was funny, too. You mentioned only 13 plays the offense ran with the lead. Lead. I mean, we talked about one of the crazy stats as well being know, time possession advantage over the opponent. Amount of plays run over the opponent. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like we're losing every game 45 to nothing. You know, you're only giving up 32 here, 28 there. You know, occasionally you you do give up the 45 against Oklahoma State. But, I mean, that's that, that's the only lone one that kind of got away. At 10 at halftime. Yeah. It's, it's not like you're getting – yeah, it's not like you're getting obliterated in these games, and and it, you know, so that the fact that that number is so minuscule is just, it, it's mind-boggling. It, it truly is. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know.
1: Um, Jason says he's waiting for the uh, time of possession to be 52 minutes and 15 seconds for Cincinnati and 7:45 for the opponent, but see he's losing 34-13. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like that, man. At
0: the end of the third quarter, something like that. Yeah, know. it feels it's, like that. Um, I mean, you you talk about that one drive. You know, the I believe it was Cincinnati taking the lead, or it was it was tied, or I forget what it was, but and then you you force a three and out, and then that was the illegal uh block. What was it? The the blocking call against threats. That, yeah the
1: drive illegal block uh on defense <laughs>
0: yeah which i but which when, i mean like
1: when no 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 no, there's no i mean when is the defender ever needed to block someone that is the exact opposite of their job yeah they're not blocking anybody why would they be blocking somebody
0: i mean i i think it's the case what like where we applauded uh Uh, Brian Cook a few years ago for like diving and taking out the the blocker and the ball carrier. I think that's just what generally
1: I guess. If if one person is engaged up top, another person can't come in low. I think that's the gist of it.
0: (sighs) Man, well, I mean Navy does that a lot, and uh, whatever. Anyway, Um, and then later on, obviously you get another flag on that drive. And then they ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive, and then that was then when when threats got tossed out of the game. Uh, you know, it, like that drive was the epitome of where it seemed like Cincinnati was a bit in control. Seemed like you know you force three and out, you get the ball back, you you score again, you have the chance to then you know maybe get thirteen more plays with with the lead on on your side, um, and then you just kind of just screw it all up. And then another situation, you get that long pass to uh, to Braden Smith on that fourth and nine or fourth and seven, I forget what it was. It was, it was down a th- bad spot.
1: Should've yeah, spotted it the one. They spotted it at the two. Right
0: at the two, and then for some reason you're you're like sprinting up to the ball, and not everyone's set, and you get a false start. It just that, like, that I get
1: wanting to like quick quick hit them when you yeah. get down there that close. Like I don't. I didn't mind that part of it. Right. But I didn't understand like once you get to the line of scrimmage, they're not going to substitute. Yeah. They're not going to have time to adjust, take a breath.
0: Yeah. Make sure what's set. The yeah. play. Right.
1: Like it the, the clock wasn't the, the the game clock wasn't going to expire. Yeah. You you didn't it's it's one thing to be in a hurry, it's another thing to be in a rush. Like yep. we were just rushing like like it was a Chinese fire drill. It didn't make any sense. Like no. what okay, we're here. Everybody's here. We all good? Everybody good? Okay, let's go. Instead of blah, 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 blah. <sighs> so that sound effect I could come up with for what I thought. That's,
2: that. that sounded like I the know. octopus. The octopus on uh, on Bluey when they when they pretend that they're octopuses, <laughs>
1: octopi, octopi. Yeah, like you, that's that's just that. There was just discombobulation, discombobulated football. Put oh, that yeah. on the t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, discombobulated football.
0: Um, I gotta guess get it. it's
2: better than better than this idea.
1: <laughs> that one would sell.
0: It would. Yeah. Was well, <laughs> Twenty-one twenty what twenty fourteen at in Bloomington. That's that's always twenty one fourteen, whatever it was. I mean shots to the Hoosiers, I guess. I don't know. Um but
1: look, we're not gonna be Louisville fans. He left. He's gone.
0: No. Louisville, no.
1: Louisville fans are still showing up, in our things. Oh yeah, about yeah, Scott yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, They're like, oh. like nine and one, and seven and one, and projected to go to a BCS bowl, and they're still taking time out of their day to watch Scott fucking Satterfield press conferences. You, you nerds,
2: losers. Weird. It's weird. Weird energy.
0: Eating. Weird energy. It is weird, juju. Very weird, juju. Um, Aaron, you're you, you are. A, Day removed at about this time, the uh, the the quote unquote. Uh, you know, uh, let's let's think about it. If if Emory Jones is able to complete that pass for the two point conversion, we're talking about how awesome that drive was, and how
2: not necessarily not so fast, my friend, because that only ties the game. And the last time right. we did well, that, I'm just the saying. The last so. time we did that, the team went and scored. And as Chaz pointed out, we've only had the lead for 13 snaps. So who's to say that they wouldn't go back down the field and score in two snaps?
0: <laughs> okay. So, that? Is so, that? Say it goes to overtime and say the Bearcats will. I won't say that. I won't. I mean, I will. Can't make say, me. I will, and I'll say that. It, I mean, we'd be speaking a different tune. Kind of similar to when, if if that field goal didn't get blocked, you know, what, month and a half, two months ago now? If, if, you know, it did, it did. I, I mean, a lot of just ifs. still, it, it just is, it's, it's going down as one of the stranger seasons ever. Um, what,
1: what do I always say, Brett?
0: Yeah. Ifs and buts were chips and nuts, we would have a lot of snacks
1: or what I always say. Yeah. Grand balls should
2: be your uncle.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree. <laughs> yeah. You know, not.
2: Not in
0: 2023. Well, Aaron, <laughs> as I was saying, um, as you know, I was getting ready to, this is gonna be hashtag the drive. You know, David and I were on the sidelines talking about it, saying hashtag the drive. It could have been, could have been fun to, to kind of play off if, uh, if it would have been completed and a victory was attained. But uh, either way, did not come out that way. So, Aaron, 24 hours to digest. I mean, What's your pulse? Where are you at? What you feeling?
2: I'm
1: zero, zero. zero. My pulse is zero.
2: <laughs> L, 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 L. Um, no, I, I still am stuck on the fact that this team, Satterfield, is upset that it's an undisciplined team, but that's ultimately on his shoulders, and it yeah, should have yeah. been corrupt that should have been corralled weeks ago, months ago, the, the, the day you stepped on campus, if you felt that you needed to be a disciplined team and you had staff that was carryover that you should have been able to confer with very quickly. Is this team disciplined? Do they need discipline? And set the tone immediately. So if we're yeah, talking about...
1: that, That's a tone that's hard to set because the previous staff never said it. They
2: didn't care. My point. My point.
0: So if it results in na- winning, then it, it can be used as an aid. It, that's just how um, how it is, to be honest. I just... I, I guess I'm just a little frustrated
2: that we're talking about getting a team disciplined in going into week
0: 11. Which is fair. But, I, I mean, think think about it like this. If, if you've got, you know, success and you're able to channel all that extra additional energy towards winning, then you can harness all that additional stuff and kind of, you know, like they like said, not really care about it because, Hey, you know what? The victories are victories, but
2: who gets to this you, point, you, you, you were bringing one starter on offense over though. That's it. This team collectively as a group did not have success. This was a new team. Oh, you no, brought no. in.
0: No, I'm, I'm just referencing like past and now I'm saying, yes. So when, when the losses pile up, that's when everyone starts to realize like, oh gosh, we, I agree. It took a while for it to become public that, that they know that they have all this going on and they've got to figure it out on their end, but I'm sure it's something that has been a situation for them. It for a bubbled while now. Over.
2: It's, I'm sure it's been bubbling and bubbling and it, right. just, it bubbled over to where now we're talking about it publicly, but again, this could have all been handled weeks ago. When you start to realize this could have all been handled months ago, when you first step on campus, again this is this is what happens when okay. you... two of your guys
1: that make the most plays on defense are guys that uh, are known have a to lot be undisciplined. Yeah, throwing their way, highly emotional. Like yeah, I just don't know that it's as simple as like, like okay, stop unless the personnel changes because you have a couple guys on your defense that that's how they – now in the old system, there were older guys to kind of curtail that. Now they are the older guys. You also
2: also had room for that – you had room for that error though because, again, we talked about this last night, but to rehash it here, you didn't have the turnovers that you have now. You didn't have –
1: and you just, were significantly more talented than the teams correct. you were playing nine times out of
2: ten. You moved into a yeah. new conference, and you you cannot have discipline being one of the
0: things last, that you're concerned about. was one of those nine times out of ten, though. With you know? with
2: all of the things that you're concerned
0: about right now, discipline should not be one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just – yeah. Well, I, I mean, when you're trying to figure out a bunch of other things as well on top of it, then, yeah, it – that is just another additional thing because a lot of the times you want to let your guys go out there and play and just, you know, kind of free flow and, and, and be the, the beast that they are, you know? And, and so you don't want to restrict that because the second you restrict that, they start to overthink. And then all of a sudden the, these talents that they possess are, are held back a little bit, but yeah, it, it just is, it's a weird line to toe. And now that it
1: just compounds the issue when yeah you, right. you're, you're, committing two turnovers a game more than your opponent. When oh, yeah. you once again had an interception that probably would have been a pick six, and you drop it. Like, it, when you have opportunities and you don't take advantage. It's I mean, tingles? I can't even. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And then, you, and then you also have an interception that would have resulted in points for yourself, too. So it, right. it just is compound upon right. compound upon compound. You know,
1: I mean, it's it goes back to to all the things that we've talked about, and all each and after one of these seven losses, and you just it's it keep stockpiling. It's this right. and this and this and this. Like they 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 don't. It, it's one of the first times I've ever seen in my life a team that experiences both sides of. They do not take advantage when the opponent opens the door. And every time they open the door, the opponent kicks that motherfucker in. Like, any time there's a chance to, to make a momentum or a game-changing play, the opponent makes it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And every time Cincinnati has that chance, it feels like they tinkle down their leg.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I You know, and there's yeah. – what? That was a great play where Ryan scored a touchdown. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um,
1: well, they got it at the two. And yeah, the I set up.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, hats off to Ryan Montgomery. He he ran very, very well, fresh dog, dog. Corey Kiner, dog.
1: Oh, uh, Corey was looking to run people over, like from the first snap.
0: He he woke up in beast mode, is what I tweeted. He was Marshawn Lynch. I'm gonna run a motherfucker over. Yeah, beast yeah. mode. It was beast mode, and and you know, I it, it was like oh.
1: That's to how
0: it's gonna be today. Hi. Quick Bye. quick aside about uh about the dog video. Um so I was at a bar in in, in uh Indy, and just like buying drinks, and then I and, and then one of the guy bought drinks for you, we were just talking and stuff, and he's like, he's like, you know, you you could just connect with anyone, huh? And I was like, I was like, yeah, whatever. And, and then like one of the girls I was with was like, he he didn't media sometimes too. And then I was like, okay. And he's like, so am I. Uh, you know, I actually had one video that went viral, and I was like, okay, what what video is that? He was the guy that interviewed the kid, that that said all the running backs dogs, <laughs> and I was blown away. I I immediately ran with it, but yeah, they were both dogs, and it's just which I mean, shouts said to the offensive line too, shouts said to to the scheme. The scheme's working, like yeah,
1: and, and yeah. somebody asked earlier, like why only play Lichty, Brady Lichtenberg for two series. Because Emory was fine,
0: like, yeah, I thought Emory played
1: well. The, yeah, the, 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 I think obviously, you know, the last time we saw something like this, uh, it changed the, the the course of Bearcat football. But Emory was going to get two series, and then Brady was going to come in for two series, and then see where it goes from there. Right. Emory never gave them a reason other than the bad throw at the end of the half. Never gave them a reason to not put him back out there. Um do I think they probably should have sure. But at that point in time, you're in a close game, you're trying to win, your quarterback's playing well. It's guess what? If that had happened in reverse and they pull it to a one score game and they put Licty in and he throws the pick six, everybody why did why did you change quarterbacks? Emory was doing fine. Like Emory Jones was not the problem yesterday. Yeah. So, the quarterback question is just wanting to, like, be met, like, searching. But look, here's the best advice I can give fans right now. Don't search for things to be mad about. There are enough things that are right there that you can be mad about. You don't have to actively try to find stuff. Like, you know, the, the what we talked about last night, why didn't Barry Jackson see more snaps? Because the guy playing the slot, Brayden Smith, an outstanding game as a wide receiver. By far, his best game as a Bearcat. Yeah. So, trying to find stuff to be mad about is counterproductive. That's that's fun to do when you're winning, right? And you're like, oh, I need to to find some things to grumble, grumble about. When you've lost seven in a row, you don't have to look far to find things to be mad about. There's plenty of them.
0: And you know what? This is actually though. You can't officially say now that the bull the bull game is out of the picture. You know, there was some semi miracle planet where you know we went on a since I went on a a four game winning streak, and all of a sudden you're six and six, bowl eligible, with a whole new breath of fresh air and steam behind you heading into the to the offseason, but. Now that that's out the window, I I am interested to see if there's a somewhat different approach. You know, I don't know, like full on a different approach, but more of a catering to that side of things of getting the and there's not a lot of young guys as you were mentioning on 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 one of the nightcaps. There's there, there's not not a ton of true freshmen, but there are underclassmen that need to show something. Right. You know, and, and Brady's obviously one of them, and and a handful of other players, but yeah, I you know Bra- Barry Jackson. I think the only thing that just frustrated me about it because yes, Brady Smith had, was having a great game, um, and, and obviously you don't want to dethrone that. And same with with uh, Emory and and Brady Lichtenberg conversation, but you know you you've seen Barry Jackson just be electric, and then so I was just waiting to see him get back on the field. And then I saw him get thrown in there for a kickoff return group unit, and I was like, okay, good. Wow, they're gonna put him back there, see if see how he can do returning one. And then they had him as an up man on the kickoff return, so I was just like, I was like, okay, well, you know, they're just getting him out there still, this, that, and the other. But you know I, I just I imagine the rest of the way we will see some more snaps for Bear Jackson and, and players of that sort. Yeah, I mean,
1: Satterfield said he's got two games left to play to to sustain his red shirt, right. so he will play in two of the next three.
0: Got to be strategic about it, but yeah. Um, and and also to to that as well is winning cures a whole lot, and right. you you somehow figure out a way to win that game. Every every ounce of heat and pressure that you're feeling gets lifted a little bit, you know, because you're you're finally showing all these players on the team that know what winning is you remind them okay this is winning and then all the other players that you're mixing with them they're like okay this this feels good let's let's try and go get one at houston where they're only three point dogs by the way the opening line was plus three like there's people there's some people out there that still believe in the spare Cat team. so yeah it's it's a
1: or there's some people out there that do not believe in that houston
0: (laughs) right right (laughs) we'll mix of both (laughs) Little mix of both, I, yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing. Like Baylor is bad, and I, I mean, just oh, uh. oh shit. But you know, in the end, it was a uh, tough game twenty eight twenty six. I was I was very close to coming on here and doing a little, you know, celebration dance if it would have somehow the score would have came out. You know, I said, pride prevails. You know, put the Bearcats in the wind column, but you know what? They uh, were not able to get it. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's still in the darkness, there's still little bits of light here and there, so try and cling on to those as as, as much as you can. Um I closing, mean I wasn't
1: terribly far off. What I what'd I say 3124? UCF.
0: I am not entirely sure. I said 2827 bear cats. Yeah, I said yeah, a, uh
1: 3424. I was yeah, that's a little farther oh, off, but kind of close I like
0: to be, but Aaron, were you were you close? Sir
1: 27,
0: 2724 Cincinnati. Not bad, not bad. We had we had some some people that thought we were gonna get blown out, but you know it is what it is. Um I guess we'll we'll close out the football with uh just one thing to grow on that you want to see. I and, and by the way, 8 p.m. kickoff for the Houston game, it's just like seven, no eight, seven. Look again.
1: I'll bet you a thousand dollars.
0: Okay. All right. Here
2: we go. That was quick. Let me pull it up. New time or old time. <laughs> 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 this is this is good radio. Oh, it is. Here
0: we go. Here we go. Yes.
2: Yeah. Seven seven PM. What's that say, Brent? ESPN.
0: Let's see here. Oh, that's central time, dog. I'm sorry. 7
1: p.m. ET, 6 p.m. CT.
0: Oh, okay. I was looking up there on the 11 a.m. CT. I was just thinking that. Okay, good. So 7 p.m., I'll Venmo you your grand. Congratulations. <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there. Um,
1: <laughs> you know why? You know why, Brett?
0: Why? Well, I made that same mistake last night
1: on a tweet. So that's the only reason I knew for sure. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> well, dude, I, so why, why the heck do they have only 11 a.m. CT up in the top left?
1: Because none of the other – they put it in the time zone of the teams that are playing.
0: Oh, I see.
1: So there's so like no Texas, Eastern – Texas TCU
2: yeah. also does not have a, an ET. Right. It's
0: just, but just Central Florida CT.
1: has Eastern. Yeah. Uh, BYU has
0: Mountain. All right. Let's go ahead and throw a quick uh, – Quick G on the on the bangles tonight. See, uh, see if, <laughs> that's what, that's what Geoff just said too. See if we can't all just win. Add <laughs> your bets. Let's just see if y'all can't win, real quick. Um, but yeah, well, even still, seven p.m. God, like ah, oh well, oh well, that's that. But uh, I, closing, <laughs> leaving football remark, just kind of uh, because I mean like there's still. Like positive things, I like. I guess you can't even really say that anymore. Like, no, so there's
1: not. They had they had the ball for 13 snaps with the lead in the last six games. There's nothing say, positive. Yeah. I'm done with positive.
0: I was gonna positive say yeah, will like not prevail. Like the, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the 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 positive things like are they even like it, like are yards even good these days? I don't even think they're good anymore. <laughs> like I think yards are overrated. Honestly, yards I, like, are overrated. Like it's like really. I I mean. Just figure out ways to get points. I mean, if you can just, I don't know, it's, it's weird, but I i guess what you want to see in Houston. I, if you want to see more Brady, you want to see win. more youth, you want to see just I, a win. Period. Dot. because, I, because look, they're,
1: they're not winning at Morgantown,
0: and they're, they're not, not Morgantown here. just waxed BYU. They're not beating Kansas here. Kansas went on the road and beat Iowa State. <sighs>
1: You better you better win in Houston I don't I don't know any other way to put it like I you, you better go to Houston and get a done.
0: yeah well and, and you know what also it was kind of funny funnily mentioned by uh um Jeff today on the on the brunch he was like you know it, it was one it was a good AAC team versus a good AAC team. No, in, it was a middle of the road AAC team against the middle of the road. Right. AAC right. AAC. In the in in the UCF game. Yeah. Well, guess what? Houston is this the same doggone thing. So yep. um I mean yeah, figure out a way to win, man. Winning cures a lot of things. And if if you want the the positivity to, to slowly come back, just win. Win two of the last three somehow some way. Win one of the last three. Get some sort of momentum. Um that that's all we need. So, uh, I, that's it. Um, I'm done with football. You guys want to, want to timestamp that
1: quick paper supply, your local and family owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products, quick paper services, over 150 restaurants with weekly, low minimum next day deliveries. They provide a wide range of food service products from to go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies, for all your janitorial needs, call Nick at 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Guys, it's here. Real it's, quick, let's uh, – It's here. Before we – well,
0: no, we're fine. No, no, do the real quick. Go ahead. I, we'll do home field for the uh, – Mailbag. Mailbag, yeah. Oh, did we post a mailbag? Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Did we get some action in there? Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, guys, we're we're back. It's here. Uh, Two feet in, ten toes down. I am fired up. All of that rolled into one. UIC coming to Fifth Third Arena tomorrow night, nine p.m. Tip. Uh, Chad, I'll bet you a grand that it's nine p.m., not eight p.m. But 9 p.m. to 6 p.m. Women's game. They they take on Louisville, nationally ranked Louisville. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you know the uh, the debut, the, the the first game for new women's head coach Katrina Merriweather. Shouts to uh, Cathedral High School. She's a Cathedral grad. Just had to had to quickly insert that there. Go Irish. Um, but hey, it's here. Uh, year three of the West Miller tenure. Um, Obviously, there's an elephant in the room. I'm I'm not talking about that uh, bear cat behind you, elephant-looking thing, uh, Aaron. But I am talking about the Aziz Medego and the Jamil Reynolds situation still going on. Um, We'll get a small update if we can on that. But anyway, uh, it's here. USC Flames coming to town. A squad that wasn't very good last year. Um, went 12 and 20. And they only played one team in the power five or power six, if you include the Big East in there. And that was Northwestern. Played the Wildcats on the road. They lost 92 to 54 in that game. Uh, but they're a squad that. Uh, it's pretty wild for a Horizon League team not really to have
1: five games.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like I, that's
1: usually how those places fund their athletic department.
0: Well, but they're in the Missouri Valley Conference, though. So. Well they were in the horizon, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they used to be what looks like they moved up. Yeah. Last year was their first year in the MVC. Um whatever. but yeah, I I mean I guess what would Yeah, I mean that is actually mind boggling, Chad, because their only other away games were Fordham and Green Bay. Which would, and,
2: would have been
1: home like like home and home probably.
0: Yeah, in western Michigan. I I mean they're they're not getting any money from those, but Anyway, um, they're not a very good team. Uh, Luke Yaklich is their head coach. He assistant coach at uh, Michigan and at Texas under uh, Beeline and Shaka Smart, and then he's been at uh, UIC since twenty twenty. Um, I mean the the craziest thing about this is that this is the fourth meeting between the Bearcats and the Flames, and uh, the there's only been two since uh, UIC has been in division one and they split those two games one in one since UIC has been in division one. So uh, we got to take, take back that, that series, but um, obviously it's a, a, a team that Bearcats should be able to handle pretty, pretty simply. Um, Ken palms got them as, as 18 point favorites. I think the lot early line came out at like 14 and a half, maybe. Yeah. But uh I mean I guess what's what's the main thing and, and we'll we'll break down the team and the entire season a little bit more after this, but the main thing that you're most excited to see tomorrow when the ball is tipped at nine PM? Basketball. Yeah. Period. Point, <laughs>
1: point. <laughs> To be at a basketball gym watching a basketball game, that is what I am most
0: excited for tomorrow night, Brent. Well, I, I think that's a valid answer. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Aaron, you got something more depth in depth than that? Are you, Jordan, are you coming? Jordan jerseys. Jordan jerseys. So so Chad is excited to see basketball in a gym. So he might be talking about the women's game at 6 p.m. Aaron, you're excited Boy, to see just you talk Jordan about you, talk
1: about. you talk about no favors. You opened your tenure with one of the better pro women's programs in the past, like 10 years uh, for the first game of your, your right. Cincinnati coaching right. career. Could be, could be, a win. We talk about forever.
0: Hey, hey, us, uh, us Cathedral alums don't back down from anyone. Chad, you know that. Come you on, coming
1: down to watch the women's game. You gonna get here early?
0: That is, yeah, maybe for the second half, for sure. I'd say that's that's a strong possibility. Um, Six PM tip for the women, as mentioned. Nine PM for the. Uh, for the men and yeah, Aaron, I agree. Those those jerseys, that electric, obviously all three that we've seen so far the the black, the red, and the white. Oh, looking nice. I imagine they'll go with go with white, right, for tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I would assume. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, it was good, but yeah, media day last week. Uh, obviously, I, I mean, we'll we'll get this part out of the way from the get go. Is the whole Aziz and Jameel's situation still going on. Um, barring a uh, phenomenal Sunday night, beautiful drop of unexpected news. Both will most likely not be suiting up tomorrow. So um, what are you kind of, I, I guess, just wait and see on that, right, Chad? Just open and shut that talk of things.
1: Yeah, um, I mean – I don't know. It, the vibe I get, it's not great at the moment. It doesn't feel like anybody's confident that they're going to get their appeals approved. I mean, I'm sure a lot of that is just the way that it's gone. Nobody's really gotten their appeals approved, so why is this going to be any different?
2: Um, the NCAA just lost a big, big case, though, this weekend um, where they could potentially owe up to $4 billion in damages to various uh, players from the past that were not able to make money via NIL on them themselves. Was it those Quinns? It Was uh, wasn't thought? the abandoned no, Twins. No. It's, a,
1: no, it's a different case.
2: But this could potentially lead to the demise of the NCAA as we know it. Um, as people are talking right now, they don't have $4 billion in liquid assets uh, no. and with, with which to pay damages if that would be we, we will pay you of, in tpm media rights they they <laughs> <laughs> they don't have but, i
1: mean they've got basketball the tournament that's yeah, all they've got
2: that's all they got i, well, that's I, a I guess a million dollar <laughs> deal my bigger point here though is the simple fact that they don't win in case court cases so if this were to go to court where you have potentially a group of attorney generals getting together to represent several different states and multiple universities within those states to go after the NCAA to, for, for these antitrust laws, I don't foresee a situation where the NCAA is going to win a, a court case because as I see it right now, it, the courts hate the NCAA for good reason. Yeah. You're supposed to be representing the student athlete and here you are nine times out of 10 representing everybody but the student athlete.
1: They're representing their own interests, the school's interest, which is the schools making money, not the players making money. And that is illegal.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: As we have found out many times over now, it is illegal. (laughs) Yeah. But that doesn't have anything to do with this case, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. And and the whole uh, scenario, I mean, the whole thing about how the NCAA just – kind of reiterates how, you know, this is a, a committee put on by your peers that is making this decision, and we're just here to police it and enforce it. So, you know, they're...
1: Sure. Well, then don't create a waiver process if you don't want a waiver process. Right. How about right. that?
0: Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I I saw one tweet about some player that was like, his got denied, and so he's out until December, which I don't even know what that means. I don't know if they... I mean, guessing saying
1: he enrolled. That guy didn't play college basketball last year. Okay. So I'm guessing he enrolled at the semester break. Okay. So his year of residence would end at the semester break.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I didn't know if, like, they made some sort of a side deal or something, but I would pay the the grand I owe you to get them back by December, but uh, <laughs> that's a... Uh, a different story i yeah know, it it is just a, it's a tough situation because i i think Wes, it, however much Wes will say that it's you know he he thinks about that because he wants what's best for the for, for the guys it, it's gonna be something that's like constantly there as not necessarily a distraction because thank the lord it's looming
1: yeah until there's an answer it's gonna loom over the team right without question
0: I, but I mean, thank the Lord we we bashed the uh, the non conference schedule for quite a while. But man, thank the Lord it is what it is. Because
1: who's the we? You got a mouse in your pocket? Like yeah. I knew what I knew what was happening.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, I I mean the the uh, grand landscape did bashed it, and uh, right for now it's looking to be a a blessing um, with you know Georgia Tech and. I guess somewhat Eastern Washington this Sunday being the first handful of of, of toughies until you know Sunday
1: too.
0: Yeah, Monday, Friday, Sunday of this week.
1: So we re- Friday, Saturday, Sunday this
0: weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Friday,
2: Saturday, Sunday, man. We refer to this as the grind, Chad.
0: The G-R-I-N-D, baby.
1: I refer to it as the reason I hired Keegan, And that's at noon. We got a 7 o'clock football game.
2: We discussed this with George Vogel after the show on Tuesday. I
1: know. I didn't like it then. I forgot about it. And now I'm reminded of it again. And I don't like it now
2: either.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Eastern Washington. and And then, you know, the gift that keeps on giving a week off. A full week off to, yeah. to watch film from the UIC, Detroit, Mercy, and Eastern Washington games. And then you welcome in uh, Northern Kentucky for yet another Sunday midday affair. Um, but yeah, I I mean, obviously, it's going to be something that is just mentioned probably a
1: lot. Um stupid. <laughs> but said, "This is stupid."
0: He's still <laughs> just looking at that time, hoping that it changed. Oh uh, well, well, hey, this is even better now that it's seven p.m. kickoff, you know, rather than eight. But uh,
1: yeah, I mean, but we're gonna be doing a show until
2: the 1 fun o'clock part in the morning. The fun part is the noon game on Sunday, and the Bengals kickoff at one. Yeah, this and I, yeah. this this. Uh, not nil, but um, M-T-E. MTE. MTE,
0: yeah. Too many acronyms. The old, the old multi-team event with Ole Miss, and we don't gonna be gonna be a packed house for that one. <laughs> yeah. Do not play Ole Miss, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'll be there for the Sunday game. Um, Friday pr- probably be able to swing that one against old Old Detroit Mercy. Sans, uh Anthony Davis Jr. But uh, yeah, I, it, it's going to be a a topic that kind of looms that will be something that it's not going to be a distraction. I don't think, because I think it'll be something that people slowly start to realize, okay, this might be what it is until, you know, something happens here or there, but you got to imagine it's, it's something that that will be a stressor on just the overall season as things unfold. Yes.
1: Correct. I agree.
0: Right. Yeah, so it sucks, but that's where we are. Um. Well, I guess because now we know where we are on those things. Um, a couple things. That's just real fast on UIC. I. They're not very good. That, but their lead score last year transferred to Texas A and M. Yeah, they're all so basically an entire new team, right? Well, yeah. Two two um, starters return. Another starter from last year transferred to. Purdue Fort Wayne, welcome to college basketball in the year twenty twenty three. Um, then the third leading scorer is this Toby Okani. He's six foot eight guard, averaged eleven and seven and two point three assist. That's about what they got. <laughs> but they've got another starter named Philip Skobajy, uh, six foot seven guy. But you know it's it's a defensive minded coach, and Um You know it's a team that they've they've beaten. Quote unquote, power five teams in the past took down Northwestern in 2012 and DePaul in 2016. So, not like they went through a murderous row there, but uh, still a team that you know, opening night, hopefully, it's all red and black in a very, very good way. Um, it is a wear black game, so I do wonder if they're going to wear the black jerseys then, but I. I guess in Maybe. basketball they've kind of done like a flip flop thing, but um, I know Wes said he doesn't really care too much about starting lineups and, and who's in it and whatnot. But Aaron and Chad, I'm gonna start with Aaron, then I'm gonna go up to you, Chad. The tweet comes out, the, I mean the the X comes out of from the Go Bearcatsmen's basketball account of the starting five. What are those five names?
2: Let's say Day Day. CJ John Newman. Then I'm gonna go Vic and Odie. Okay.
1: There's 0% chance CMOS is not a starter. I
2: didn't know where to put him
1: at the four 0.0. Well so so he's at the four and
2: and Vic's at the five?
1: Yeah. My guess is John CJ, CMOS, Odie, and Vic.
0: Yeah, I I just, just don't know if I like just the whole fact with both of the. I mean, I don't the depth care if you Like
1: it, I'm telling you what I project it to be.
0: Right, right. Well, no, I, <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, I, I'm saying hey. I mean, with the with the lack of depth, I think you gotta you gotta go four with, with CMOS and you know.
1: I think the majority of the way they play will end up being four guard wing types. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're asking me starting lineup, I think that'll be the starting lineup. Right,
0: right. And then um either Dan or or Newman um there in three. But yeah, uh shoot. It's it's gonna be <laughs> interesting seeing two two very tall, uh athletic, talented basketball players dressed in um suits on the sidelines for the uh for for this opening one and for however long. I'm and surprised you're even allowed to do that.
1: On swings in the rafters, okay, because they're you know the NCAA has left them hanging.
0: Oh, I like that. Okay, oh,
1: it's it's two big guys to have on swings in the rafters, but yeah, uh, that's my prediction. They can let down
0: those little parachutes with the skyline. I'm just surprised they're even whenever you're feeling good and hungry.
2: I'm just surprised they're even allowed to be in the gym, like they're not just banished.
0: Yeah, I, I mean they they probably aren't even allowed in the five one three because the answer to Blaze like Cincinnati's talking to us and they're like what the whole city and he's like yeah, so can't even be in the five one three. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and Aaron, I see why you didn't continue that skyline chili song because no free ads, no free ads. And I like that about you. You are a company man. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go with then. If if this is how it is, uh, let's let's talk. Overall throughout the year, who would you guys pin as the leading scorer on the 2023-24 Cincinnati Bearcats?
1: Seymour's Lukosius.
0: Okay.
2: That's, uh, from all indications, yeah, I guess that's where you got to go. I I think that Dan might be a close-ish to either him or, or CJ. Um, and even putting CJ in at that, too, we, we hear how much Dan's improved this season. So I don't I don't know. I imagine that that first rotation with Dan in is going to be rather quick. Uh, so I don't think that even him being a, a top three scorer on this team coming off the bench is crazy talk.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you could see it that three minutes Dan comes in for Odie, Seamus slides down to the four, and now you're getting that that smaller ball
0: running uh,
2: gun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we saw that last year in the beginning when, when Odie came in starting for Davenport, it was kind of a quick, you know, kind of before the first media timeout, there was Jeremiah checking in for Odie. Um, Yeah. uh, I I think Vic, if if Vic takes another jump, but you know, he's kind of been talking a little bit about it. I, I think the answer is CMOS, but um, I think Zick will be up
1: there, second or third.
0: Yeah. I mean, his his leap from his first year playing full-time to last year was obviously drastic. And now if he's adding a three-point shot to his arsenal, man, it would just be, be yeah, beautiful. That would be the can. key. Yeah.
1: If, if he can hit one or two threes a game, that jumps him from <clears throat> 11, 12 points a game to 14 points a game. That's right. significant.
0: It is. It is. Um. So let's let's say through some miracle way one one of one or two or uh, the waivers get get pushed through, or even in this two two big lineup, do you like Vic at the at the four? I mean, we obviously saw it for a handful of times in your interview with him. He said uh, he likes playing the four more than the five. Um, among I many- think
1: especially if Odie's on the floor, I think offensively you can play him at the four. Yeah, um, and have Odie. Play your your five, which it does a lot of screening and you know things of that nature. I think you can play him in that fashion, but without Aziz and Jamil, he's going to have to play a lot of minutes at the five. That's just the reality of the situation.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: <sighs> he's seven foot tall. Yeah, like you going have to play five.
0: <laughs> I mean, I tell you what. On on paper, both of those guys are eligible. <laughs> I'd be be in here talking elation on a different level. But, uh, hey, man, we are still here. We still have basketball tomorrow, and I am still excited. Uh, Day-day. Let's talk day-day. Season outlook. I I think he's a guy, obviously, during the the movement, uh, I I mean, a film, which I think is only going to be one, right, the the way that they said the Cincinnati film not the Cincinnati series. I think that kind of lamented the fact that it might just be a one-hitter quitter, but uh, it was very good, by the way. I enjoyed it. Um, everyone's answer to who was the fastest player on the team was De-De, with without even an ounce of hesitation.
2: Except Brayvon. He, well, he didn't believe
0: that. Yeah. Which I like the confidence in old Ray.
1: He was lying. <laughs>
0: I like the competition over um, Aaron, what's your season, season outlook of, uh, of one Day-Day Thomas? And and Chad, obviously you've seen him a lot. So I, I, I want to hear yours after Aaron. We know he's fast. Uh, and what we didn't know prior, at
2: least I didn't know, is that he believes his defense is uh, second only to his energy. Um, I, I imagine that he was a uh, just – runner and offensive player. Um, and he's not quite that according to his own mouth. Uh, so I'm very curious to see a, if his defense is what he is touting himself to be, um, how that looks in on this team, especially when you pair that with a John Newman, um, and a Vic that you've, you know, some of the rim protection and and all of that. Um, but Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a slow burn offensively. I think that what we see at the very beginning of the season is not going to be what we see in January.
1: Interesting question. All right, chance. Quick. One uh, waiver approved for the football team gets one more win? Man. If you took those three things and set the over-under at .5 of them happening, I'd be very tempted to take the under. On all of them? A Aziz waiver, a Jameel waiver, Mm -hmm. and another win. If those are three things, and you said how many of these things happen, and you set the over-under at .5, I might bet the under.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. I hate hearing that from your mouth, Chad, because <laughs> that, that uh, speaks a lot of truth into existence. But, um, you know, I, yeah, it's it's. Uh... –
1: I've always told you guys I'm going to be honest with you and not blow smoke up your ass. If, yep. they, if, I, if I had to bet which would the one would be, mm-hmm. it would be – it's most likely – they mo- much more likely they get a win over Houston than those two have their appeals approved from just the general vibe I'm yeah. getting right now.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, okay, we'll we'll leave it at that. So then I'm taking the under as well. Even though I will at – I I need to set an alarm to make sure I remember that the game this weekend is at 7 p.m. so that I can put a little bit on the money line instead of trying to do it real quick at uh, 7.58 p.m.
1: Um, You do it at 7.58 p.m., you're in trouble because the game has been played for an hour.
0: Well, it could be live. And it could be good. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe I'll a thousand do both. dollars to make. <laughs> Maybe I'll do both.
1: You got, you got a thousand money. dollars you gotta make up.
0: True, true. <laughs> it's a it's a hill that that, that only the strongest can climb. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, uh Chad, I'm high on day day. Um, as you know, I love to burn the tape, I love to watch, and and obviously you know Juco tape is what JUCO tape is, but it's, it's kind of like in, in high school when you can just tell right away who the division one player is on the team, you can kind of do the same thing in Juco, even through the sloppiness and whatnot. I tell you what, he is fun. He is explosive. He can high fly if he needs to. And the whole defensive thing that Aaron just mentioned, I, I mean, you see it. He's, he seems like a guy that can get up into somebody and, and defend at a high level. Um, and he was actually a guy that was picking up a lot of steam his, his uh senior year of high school. And you know it was COVID. Yeah, so it was covid kind of got screwed, yeah. Yeah, and, and and also and he was even really candid about it grades as well. So um, yeah. but Chad, you're you're just season-long outlook of, of data.
1: I think serviceable Big 12 starting point guard in year one. I think that's mm-hmm. a fair expectation. Do I expect him to be in the upper half of the, the league's point guards. No, not, not right out of the gate, but right. um, I don't think he's going to be a guy that we're, and maybe I'll be wrong on this. We don't know because he hasn't dribbled a, a basketball in a division one game, but um, sorry, daughters doing dishes, just put them back in there. Um, But I, I think he has the tools and has the right mentality to be a solid starting point guard at the big twelve level.
0: do you see one. do you see him being the leader in assist or do you think that'll also be cmos
1: That'll be close. I mean, I just i think the the plan for this team is offense by committee and moving the ball so right. I don't think there's going to be one guy that does a lot of like, you know, a lot of the reason Dave was the guy that had all the assists is because he's the guy that dominated the ball.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know, and so he had the ball in his hand and he would make a pass. And then that pass would lead to somebody taking a shot. I don't think you're going to see a bunch of that from this group. Right. Um. So, I, I mean, if I had to bet, I would, Probably go CMOS also because I think Day Day and Jizzle are going to split a lot of time. Yeah. I think you're going to have to have CMOS on the floor
0: a lot. Yeah. So, um, I mean, for the record, CMOS led Butler in assist 2.9. Eric yeah. Hunter, who was their point guard, had 2.8. So, um, kind of similar. I think it's similar. similar. Yeah. Um, and then, so I, the, I kind of was getting this feeling a little bit in the movement and kind of just the way everyone's been talking about CMOS and, and, and the amount that he's, is, is he going to have to be kind of the leader on this team? Kind of kind of that guy where, you know, we, we mentioned it where, you know, obviously you lose Landers, you lose David DeJulius Julius is CMOS going to be that guy that you have to have the ball in his hands late in the game to, uh, you know, I think either, he'll be that
1: guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of be that I think leader. he's
1: going to be your late-game option. He's going to be either set a ball screen or clear out and let him go uh, one way or the other. I think you know, CMOS is going to have the ball in his hands a lot in high-leverage situation.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree. So, next, uh, the, the, the whole rebounding and blocks – Whole ordeal feeds right into Vic Victor Locken. so it's kind of a, un, a foregone. I, I mean, Vic could put up some nasty numbers just out of need if if he has to this year because it, it's going to be something where you know I what Josh. Yeah, Reed, I mean, Dan Dan could be a sleeper
1: as your leading yeah. rebounder,
0: right? Yeah,
1: super active on the glass.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: Wouldn't even be shocked if it was Odie.
1: Yeah, Odie will be up there. He'll be on the floor quite a bit. So one of those three guys to lead in rebounding, I think. If, if, with no waivers, it's I would be surprised if it's not Vic that led in blocks.
0: Oh, gosh. The whole the whole dog thing. Um. How about C.J. Frederick, guys? Uh. Obviously his, his storyline is completely noted up to this point, you know, played on a lot of NCAA tournament teams, a lot of success at Iowa and then, you know, Kentucky last year, um, man, he is a guy that when his, when his shots are falling, I'd love during the, during the media time. Cause I, I re- remember that game Iowa versus North Carolina, because it was just like, what is going on? They cannot miss. What, what is this? And then, um, but you know that's that's what CJ Frederick can really add to this team, uh, when healthy. I mean, you got to imagine he's he's gonna be a guy that could become a pretty prolific scorer uh, on certain nights, or or maybe every night. Yeah, I, I
2: think that I'd be shocked if he isn't getting somewhere around. I guess that that seven to nine points per game range, or better.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I would think more probably, uh, depending on time on the <laughs> court and whatnot.
2: I guess I'm just hesitant to put too many people into that double digit range. Yeah. Um, just not knowing what rotations are going to look like at this point in time, not knowing how free he's going to be to shoot the three. Um, I, I think that while this team. Oh,
1: CJ is going to be to shoot the three?
2: Well, well hear me Every out. time you're, it touches his hands. Go, baby.
1: <laughs> every time it touches his hands, Aaron.
2: My my point though is I, I don't know that he's gonna be afforded a, this crazy amount of shots with how unselfish this team claims to be, how close knit this team is talking about being. Um I'm I just we don't know how the ball's going to move through this offense. So uh, I don't know. There's a lot of mouths to feed, I I guess is sure where if, I'm if he going. touches
1: it and he's open, he will shoot it uh with good.
2: The, so hopefully it's like a uh, Jeremiah Davenport with as good a clip. I mean Jeremiah finishes his career at what 45%? No. No. where do he finish at? From three? Forty? No. 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 He he had some he had some great years finishing. I'll pull it up for you. What'd he finish at? Yeah, I've already got it.
1: career. Nowhere
0: near. Nowhere (laughs) near where I was was throwing him at. 33 last year.
1: Yeah. His highest was his sophomore year at 37.8%. 35.9% as a – or no. Yeah, 35.9% as a junior and 33% as
2: a senior. I would would take that 45. I I would like CJ to be at that 45.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be like number one in the country, Number top five in the country in percentage.
0: Be that. (laughs) Be Landers.
1: Uh, Ben wants to know. I have no idea how long he got a well with people at Butler. How is he meshing with the squad so far? Great. Like everybody seems to like him. Everybody is getting along. They also have not lost a game yet. So we'll see. Again, is it a place that lost a lot last year? Yeah, losing I, is bad for team chemistry. You yeah, ever been, been on a team. team? You ever been on a team when you lose, you don't like to smoke each other as much as when you win?
0: Current, currently, seeing that, um, yeah, I, I mean, that, that butler team went through uh, one, two, three, four, five, they they lost seven out of nine at one point. I like, yeah, I, I mean, I live in Indy and I know very well. How quickly the entire city was like, all right, Butler sucks this year. You know, the bad yeah. Mata exp- experiment is not going well year one. So I mean that can derail, especially even a, a small team like that. And in the transfer market, uh the transfer portal era as well, where all these guys are now saying, like, oh, I'm off. You know, this is I'm I'm out of here. And then because obviously it's gonna be time for uh for him to bring in his guys, uh that to bring his own guys, but yeah, with with CMOS, I'm just excited to see because I we haven't really experienced a. It's a I mean, you see it a lot in the in the NBA now, obviously, but a like European type, you know, guy at the one, you know, or primary ball handler or playmaker, if you will. You know, it's facilitator. not going to be yeah, facilitator. It's not going to be like somebody you
1: know, that the offense runs through.
0: Right. Right. And, and he's <laughs> it's gonna be exciting to watch because I, they they do things differently you know you aren't gonna get like a bunch of like and one mixtape tour moves that 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 get you get you in awe and then you know an ankle ankle breaking and whatnot but you're gonna get some fluid good moves and uh i i mean he scored 27 against Xavier his freshman year in the uh conference tournament single handedly took them down in the uh in that game, I mean, 28 at home against Nova last year, 23 in his last game as a Butler Bulldog, and in, in the uh turn in the conference tournament in St. John's, so it's a guy that's done it before for, for Butler. Um, I'm just excited to see kind of you know how he has fits that role here because he shoots it well too, um, from deep, and so I guess there's probably certain rotations where he is that primary guy, and certain rotations where. He spots up a little bit, or you know, does both in the same possession type thing. Um, so at say say small ball, because small ball is going to have to be somewhat of a necessity, uh, just depth wise and in rotations, obviously. So, whose role takes takes a step up during this whole waiver mess? Um, now that you know you are down this two big men, so whose role takes an immediate big leap that probably wouldn't have if it was uh, before the news came out. Sage, uh, maybe,
1: maybe I don't know that right now. Sage is ready for anything more than eight minutes a game. Like That's I, a I think huge
2: jump to go from zero to eight minutes. <laughs> I mean, he redshirted, so sure. My point Um, is, if you had the other two guys, though, you are probably nothing more than a garbage time guy. And so with the waivers not going through and they're currently in appeals, you go from garbage time to eight minutes. That's a significant jump. I don't know that anybody else is going to jump eight minutes.
1: Uh, Somebody's going to have to, because there's going to be 40 minutes, basically, essentially to cover. Because I think with those two, like you anticipate, they're going to play 40 minutes a game at the the five. Now they're not playing at all. So if Sage takes eight, there's still 32 new minutes that need to be covered.
0: Chad, I think you're going to say who I have on my mind.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the problem being it's hard to predict because that wing spot that would – I mean, you're looking at if, if you don't have those guys, CMOS, Newman and Reed are all going to have to play at the four. Right. So, you know, how does that work defensively? What are your rotations change to, um, I don't know, uh, I would guess the biggest beneficiary would probably be Dan. Yeah. Because there would be less crowding at the two and three. Right. And it would open him up to go from like a 20 minute a night guy to a 27, 26, 27, 28 minutes a night guy. Yeah. Um. So I'll go with Dan.
0: Um, how has how Reed, Done as far as rebounding aspect um that you've he's seen. He's good. In- I
1: mean, uh, he's very good. He's a, he, we saw last year when he was out on the floor, he can rebound.
0: Right. So I, I mean, I think obviously he's going to fit that small ball four rule as well as you mentioned, and get get an uptick in minutes because I, I mean, him and him and Dan on the court we saw last year, um it, it kind of works pretty well with with them kind of playing that three and that four together. uh I it's. Obviously, this can be by committee until we we see who West kind of trusts and, and rolls out there with. Because I don't think you can play with Odie and Vic for too long, and and just risk the the foul trouble. Risk you know yeah the wear and tear, tear the foul yeah. trouble yeah. Um, because I I mean we saw Vic was really hitting his stride last year, and then that game at Tulane happened and the injury, and then.
1: You know, yeah that's just a, like that's a turn
0: angle that's, yeah it's a turn angle right I, but but i just it, like i guess yeah it's a little different but i more just the i don't know i feel like it's even more maximized because you don't have that okay we can take a breath because tulsa comes to fifth third on on wednesday sure. so instead it's now okay we can't take a deep breath because kansas state comes to fifth third on wednesday but i don't know but Aaron, what are we what are we smiling about down there? I want to smile. I was just no, I was
2: just laughing at the Tulsa isn't going to be the team coming to town. Now, now your break is UCF.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've know. lost to like every year uh, at least once. Usually, we went,
0: That's we that's went, your break. We went from like circling and highlighting UCF as a potential quad one, quad two game to now penciling them in as a hopeful easy win. Right. The conference no, well, the easiest the opportunity easiest. for a win. Yeah. Yes, yes. So yeah. um but I'm still high on the team. I'm high on this team. I, I still am. Like, uh because I you know I think day days gonna be better better than expected. I think somebody yeah. just
1: clip that with Brent saying I'm high and we can loop it over and over again.
0: I'm high, I'm high, I'm high. I mean <laughs> it's not, not half false. Um, you know, the uh yeah, whatever. But Anyway, so the the overall outlook of the season, as far as wins and losses go, and and potential postseason, does it take? It, obviously, it takes a hit, but does it take a hit to the extent where you feel hopeless, or do you think that there is a way with the current roster that is available where rotations find themselves, and and you know you find a good way to get the right five eight nine in the rotation where you do start to pull together good wins with the positive momentum from the, from a semi easy non-conference schedule and head into the big 12 and and pull off some, some surprises.
2: Yes. Expand Aaron Smith. (laughs) I mean, of course, that's what, that's why you have the, non-conference right at the end of the day no one's scheduling the toughest non-conference i mean they they there are teams that schedule tougher than cincinnati has certainly but no one everyone's trying to figure out what they have before they enter conference play to find out what their team is really about so our our as injuries happen as guys evolve and develop throughout the season are you and and the team chemistry changes uh of course the rotations are going to define themselves we we don't know necessarily what we have in some of these guys and we don't know what how they're going to play together and you'll start to find some of those things out after three four or five games together
1: i just think you're in a place without both of them that you don't have enough talent to grind out eight nine big 12 wins um Can you maybe find yourself at seven and 11 and on the bubble if you're 11 and one and non-conference? Yeah, maybe, but I just, man, I, I think we are finding out that the big 12 is exactly what we talked about it being in football where everybody is really close and all of the games come down pretty much. Almost all of the games come down to the fourth quarter Um the Big 12 in basketball is a fucking monster. Yeah. And I I fear you know, you get into one of those funks and you know, you're you're looking at uh what? West Virginia, Texas Tech, Houston, Iowa State stretch of games. Like you could win a couple of those games or Go for yeah, you go UCF TCU Houston, Kansas State, Oklahoma. Like, yeah, there's a couple of those games in there. I think Cincinnati could win, but if you're in a funk and you're not playing well, or you got a key injury for a stretch of you know four games, Mm -hmm. and it it changes your depth and it changes your rotation and and your your struggle, like I just I I feel a hell of a lot better predicting eight nine wins ten wins with at least one of the big guys right without it like i we can't like, we talk about being honest with people we can't predict eight nine ten wins with with one of the big guys and then act like it doesn't make a difference if they don't have
0: yeah. it yeah so
1: you know it's a it's a six seven eight probably big 12 win team without either of those guys. Uh, and that's that you better be damn good in the non-conference, not trip up and have the right couple wins in the conference. Because what, what also it's not going to do you a ton of good is beating, you know, a bad UCF or a bottom UCF twice Um you know, if, if West Virginia struggles like some think, uh, with you know the coaching situation there or whatever, you know, if four of your three or four of your six or seven wins are UCF and West Virginia, Oklahoma and they're at the State bottom of the conference,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, and and then you don't you don't ding a Kansas or a Texas or a Baylor or like you don't get that signature, and, and do we feel great about? Going to Kansas and winning at Kansas without Aziz or Jamil, No. Do you feel great about playing Texas without either of those two? No. Baylor? No. So, yeah, I mean, it's it becomes a lot more difficult if this trends the way that I'm afraid it's going to trend.
0: Yeah, I, you know, there's two great equalizers. is, is defense and, and three-point shooting. Um, we saw last year what it looks like when a team just shoots a bunch of threes. When they when they fall, you look pretty you're doggone pretty good. good. Right. When they don't, yeah. you're gonna struggle. Um yeah. I think this year you you've got some good shooters and CJ, c Vic, uh, obviously they're saying is make, has made a step. Um Dan hopefully raises up his his percentages. Uh I think
1: Dan needs to get to like 35.
0: Right. Oh, if he's at 35, I'm I'm loving, loving it. Uh, but yeah, it, you know it's so. Can you consistently do that while you have the good downhill attackers and Day Day and Jizzle and even Dan as well? Uh, that'll be where you see it. But then defensively, you're going up against different dogs in the in the Big Twelve, obviously. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, this this has the potential to be not a great defense <laughs> if you don't have the seeds back there anchoring this defense look, nobody's going to mistake CJ and CMOS for stoppers. And you got two point guards that have never played a a, a bounce of division one. Yeah. Uh, Dan is not a great defender. Uh, John Newman is the one guy you, you count on as being a plus defender
0: and played the
1: game in a year. Vic is solid, but we haven't seen Vic against big 12 level centers. Right. Night
0: yeah. in and night out, right? Yeah, I and that's the thing as well. Like so, the so Vic was 106 in block percentage last year, and he also I, I think led the team in steals as well, or was second in steals.
1: Got great hands,
0: like, right? Hits, right?
1: Yeah, well, but, also pick up half a, half a foul a game on average. Yeah, that's reaching I, for yeah. something he has no business reaching for, and they can't afford that.
0: I, I'm I'm saying now you're you're putting your hand in the cookie jar of a of a legit player instead of trying to pick the pocket of, you know, some division two hopeful that got a a scholarship at East Carolina. But, um, you know, (laughs) it'll be, that was a
1: nice friend.
0: It'll be interesting to see how, how, you know, they look just sure. It's, it's some pretty bad teams to put it lightly to begin the season, but if they look Good and they're high high speed as Wes has alluded to, and you know, can can mask some sort of lack of depth in the front court with with what you can see out there, then we'll start to get a little bit of promise and look good in that Georgia Tech game. Then you know, look good against Dayton and Xavier. Then then the promise could start to roll into the big to the Big 12, but you gotta get some momentum. You you cannot slip up against any team that you're supposed to beat, and and you've gotta Take take home the Crosstown shootout, or take home that that game against Dayton. You you absolutely have to. And then from there, anything can happen. And that's when we all go with uh, pitchforks all the way down to downtown Indianapolis. You guys can come join me and go knock on the door of the old NC2A and say, guys, we got a promising team. We just need one piece and see if we can't make it work for us. But I'm still high on them. I'm super excited for tomorrow night because it's one of those things where. A bunch of just unknowns. Get to see them all out there with, with, with Bearcat jerseys on. Um, see what they can do for us. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh and anything else, basketball-wise, guys? Nope. We're gonna have plenty more as the season is finally here. It's starting. Basketball's back, baby. Freaking back. And uh, that's it. That's it. Time stamps, sir. All right, that is
1: a quick Paper Supply timestamp. stamp Quick Paper Supply is your local and family owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. They provide mostly disposable restaurant supplies, to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags can liners, napkins, etc. They've been open since 2009 and are one of the largest minority owned companies in the city. Call Nick 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first
0: month of purchases. All right. Before we open up this mailbag real quick, recruiting updates. Uh, I know football Keegan's putting together some, some stuff on the visitors or he was posting some stuff about the visitors that were in town. And then uh, basketball is just uh, Travis Perry watch for the time being. Anything yeah. more on either of those fronts?
1: Nope. Nothing yeah. new.
0: Let's go uh, ahead.
1: Let's let's get to our final ad read, and this ad read is brought to you by our good friends at Home Field Apparel, and tomorrow, bomber jacket, homefieldapparel.com. They just released the logo on the front of the bomber jacket. And there it is, Angry Bearcat. It, it's that's fire. Can we get I, I that back assume, on
0: center court, please?
1: They have one um, on the backdrop that they use for like the, the photo shoots and stuff. Yeah,
0: I saw that, yeah. And
1: it's red. The red Angry Bearcat is like, I need that on branding immediately. Immediately. Oh, yeah. But tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Angry Bearcat Cincinnati bomber jacket that we've all been waiting for from our good friends at home field apparel. Here's what I can tell you. Here's what I got for you. BCJ23. That is the code to use a checkout and you will get 15% off of this phenomenal piece of merchandise. Uh, A great look. You want to win Christmas. Get the person you love or get yourself this as a Christmas gift. It is fine. I'm excited for tomorrow. It's going to be great.
2: All right. And that brings us to our mailbag. Opening it up in the football portion of the mailbag. Does Scott Satterfield make it to year four? You're sick.
1: I don't. I'm not answering a question from this guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> All right. He wants to fire everybody. That's his own. He doesn't. He doesn't have enough sports knowledge to make any other argument than everybody should be fired and everybody's on the hot seat. And I'm not playing his stupid game.
2: All right. Well, this one should really get Chad going.
1: <laughs> no, it's just that particular guy.
2: Why are Louisville fans such losers?
1: I don't understand it like I really don't like it, it, like I you have your coach that you wanted you're winning uh you have the last two games I believe they've held their opponents to a combined six points um they are in a position to play for an ACC championship they're still watching Scott Satterfield press conferences you're a loser. You're a loser.
2: Loser. her Loser. I mean, yeah, I, it just,
1: it, it makes no sense. like, okay, he didn't work out at Louisville. Okay. Good deal. But he left. You guys don't have to watch him be your coach anymore. Do you really have nothing in your life better to do than to talk about scott satterfield
0: i'm so confused i mean literally by far their new coach is the best first year head coach in the pack in, in, in the power 5 by far and yet they're still clinging on to their ex it's, it's it is very strange
2: sometimes the exes are hard to get over what can we say uh, what's everyone's over under on roster turnover between now and camp next summer? Chances the starting quarterback isn't currently on the roster or verbally committed. Um, over under on roster turnover, Brent. Over a lot of it. Sorry, I was
0: Kelsey was over under on roster idea. turnover. That's a what are we gonna like there's 100 people including walk ons who put the over under at uh 29 and a half i'll take the I'll take the over
1: there'll be uh, there will be 30 new players on this roster. like if I, do i think there will be 30 new players on this no, roster
0: of like returning old players well uh, yeah so under-under.
1: you're at 85 so 30 have to leave for 30 new to come ah, in i see what you're saying uh Over. Considerably, like that's, I'll well, take Brent's thousand dollars and put it you on have, 29. You, you have
2: you have 23, I think, right now, in the
1: 22, 23 high school kids. Yeah, if they only take seven transfers,
2: my no, my point is what not counting the kids coming in will you have 30 people leaving? Why would you come, not count coming in via coming in? the coming the in via
1: kids the, coming in, the kids not coming in? I'm not counting them, they have to count.
2: Well, then I, we would have to set it much higher than 29 and a half. I was going with transfer portal guys, 29 and a half. Oh, I thought you were saying 29 no, and no a half. no
1: chance there's 30, an additional 30. That would mean they would only have 25 remaining players on the roster, Aaron. I understand. Okay. I think there will be somewhere between – it'll be in the teens – Probably the upper teens on transfers coming in would be my guess. Uh, and then 20-plus high school players. So I, I've, I've said this number. I expect there to be probably 40 new players on the roster next year, and there were 33 new players on the roster this year. I think it will be greater than last year. Uh, chances the starting QB isn't currently on the roster? verbally committed? Higher than that. 60%. If I had to guess right now, there will be a transfer quarterback starting at Cincinnati next year. That's my guess. Okay. If they had full faith in Brady Lichtenberg.
2: He'd be playing already. Just need a lot
1: more Brady Lichtenberg. Yeah. That's my reading of the tea leaves.
2: Anything to add, Brent? No. I think it's pretty spot on. All right. When does the process begin to see who comes and who goes on the roster in December? I forget when the portal opens up and two, the buck stops where for detail and discipline and three, can you share what's the general feeling on the program? I guess inside the program.
1: Uh, When the season ends, you have to wait until I think after championship weekend um, for the portal, that they changed something about that date. I don't remember when exactly it was, but shortly after the season ends players can go in the portal and then you can start getting players out of the portal um the buck stops where for detail and discipline it's on both like that's everybody wants to make this an either or it is on the coaches the coaches are responsible for it but it's also like if you the best teams have self-policed locker rooms the best teams it doesn't have to get to the coaches. The, the the best teams are are together to the point that it doesn't ever make it that far so is it is it on the coaches yes is it on the players also yes trying to pigeonhole it's this or it's that is is okay what you you got you got something you want to complain about that that you pick a side okay great but ultimately it's both the, the dumb shit that's happening is also on both. It is not as cut and dry as the coaching staff needs to do a better job of telling Xavier Henderson not to fumble on that play. Uh, he still is responsible for protecting the ball and knowing that there's going to be somebody coming from behind him swiping at it. It's it's clearly both. What was the last one?
2: Uh can you share what the general feeling inside the program is
1: it sucks what do you think it is everybody's in a good mood they've lost seven games in a row two years ago they were playing for a college football championship it's terrible and it should be terrible everybody should be pissed off if the if the tone in the locker room was good i want to get rid of everybody
2: that's a whole different conversation
1: I All think right. that one just that one blows my mind. Like, what do you oh my god, there's the locker room's not happy. No shit, the fan base isn't happy. The locker room's not happy, the coaches aren't happy, boosters aren't, aren't happy. happy. The boosters aren't happy, the mascots not happy, the band is probably pissed
0: off. President, AD, A D. Speaking of the of band, did you happy. guys see that uh that tuba player that socked that fan? Amazing <laughs> the and then
2: just is. goes back to playing tuba.
0: I don't even think he stopped playing as he did it. He was that was mid play. Just bah, bah. anyway. Bah, bah, bah.
2: If you were Satterfield, what is the first thing you would do this off to improve the team? Choices could be anything, but for example, replace a coach, try and get X player out of the portal, switch defensive philosophy,
1: get better players. That's, that's the answer. Get you know, Lakers.
0: It's it is a a quarterback driven league. Get a quarterback.
1: Get a get really a, good quarterback. Get a
0: bomb ass quarterback. Or or Brent, what's just, up
1: with that what? freshman at in Indiana? What's up with that freshman at in Indiana?
0: He's 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 not bad. He he almost beat Penn State on the road in his first ever start.
2: I think he, I think you're he
1: he got he got Luke Fickle Saturday.
0: He he did.
2: I think your depth at secondary has also been glaring weakness this season and uh,
0: got to have some options
2: there. Got to have some options there. Uh, Over under four transfers out this offseason. Thinking the line might be 25 and a half.
0: No comment.
2: All right. And Chad's doing dad stuff because so it's, it's what's your thought? eight o'clock i said 29 and i said i was sitting in at 29 and a half i still don't think that's crazy talk but yeah just when you lose like this i, I don't know that everybody doesn't try and bail ship even if it means having to sit here i don't know we'll see yeah
1: that's a lot i think it's, it's going to be a significant number 30 is just
2: a lot That wraps up the football portion of the mailbag. Moving on to the basketball portion of the mailbag. Uh, we kind of talked about this earlier, projecting the starting lineup, but I'm curious what your first three off the bench are for game one.
0: Um, I'll just give you the eight. Uh, obviously, Day-Day, uh, CJ, CMOS, and then Odie. Vic, and then Dan, and then John. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then that that eight. That eight is exciting.
1: No, I don't Come think on. it is. Dizzle. It's just I think like, it
0: has, it to it has to be. Yeah, has, has to be. Well, well, I mean, I was just excited for maybe. uh Yeah, no, the answer is So that that's the eight. Oh, okay, so who's that ninth Reed.
1: Who do we have? Rayvon Reed, Rayvon Sage. Am I missing somebody? I feel like I'm missing somebody.
2: Yes, no. I'm trying to think of it too.
0: Oh
1: no, it's uh, no. Somebody's okay. gonna be really mad at me when I see him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, CJ Anthony, I'm stupid. Um, let's see here.
1: No, that's it. That's it. Eleven. Yeah, because then 11. there's the two guys. Yeah, yeah. Then, nice. yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's why. I I, I, for some shows. reason, I was just like, yeah, I feel like there's one more, and I'm. I felt like there it. was
2: another two or three. Yeah, like, like not two or three. Well, guys, a meal. Either I mean another two guard or or a, a wing. C.J. Anthony. Yeah. I mean,
1: he but. might see some minutes. He yeah. might have
0: to. Yeah.
2: Well, let's follow it up. Do you play Sage, assuming no Aziz, as much as humanly possible in the non con if we have the proper lead or if we're getting blown out? Or do you prepare a small ball lineup while Vic is resting 10 to 12 minutes per game? Small ball. Lord help us if those two guys get in foul trouble.
1: Yeah, well, that, and, I mean, and it's Vic. just the other thing is if you look at the Big 12, I've talked about this before. They don't play a lot. There's not anybody I don't really think off the top of my head that plays multiple bigs. So you're going to be in better position to guard if you play small because most of them are going to play small. Now, the difference being almost every team in the big 12 has one of those dudes at the four that killed Cincinnati the past two years. But there's also no longer a defensive liability playing a bunch of minutes at that spot. So or at least sure. not a known defensive liability playing those nope, it's Not point. on
2: not on paper. Uh, what are your thoughts on players? Most points breakout player, best freshman.
1: I mean, we've hit on a bunch of that.
0: All right, let's go breakout player. Damn. Yeah, I I mean, your boy Rothstein had him as a uh, twenty names. Twenty under the radar names to watch to break out. So
1: he might be the second best player on this team beyond CMOS. I'm not. I mean, if you, if you, it's like from what I've heard from the scrimmages, he was the best player on the floor in both scrimmages.
0: Yeah. And from
1: what I've seen from some of the inner squad scrimmages, he's had stretches in those where he was the best player on the floor. So
0: and he's the guy where just more and more time that he gets out on the court, he's going to get better and better too. So. Um. Yeah, Dan by far. Uh freshman, has to be Jizzle.
1: Has to Ravon's just in a in a rut. Like there's just a, a that's where the log jam is on this roster. Right. Is two, three, four. And that's where his minutes would come from. So um Jizzle's gonna b- get by far the, the most opportunity, at least early in the process.
0: But I will add, I'm excited to see some like crazy dunks by Ravon in the uh non-conference slate. <laughs> Hopefully right. tomorrow night.
2: If Aziz and Jamil aren't cleared, how do you see the rotations playing out? I had that in there before we yeah, kind we of through spoke that. through that. Um, so that r- wraps up the basketball portion of the mailbag and get us into the Banks portion. One question here. Did Skids make it? He did. Yeah. He made it. Yeah, hey! Made it. He says, I'll make this fast so Aaron can watch the game. Insert villainous laugh here. Rapid fire. Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner and why is one better? That is a great question. That is a great question. Um, So in my family, they're
1: essentially the same. Okay. There's not a whole... like the, The one thing is my uncle makes... I've talked about this. My uncle makes the best turkey I've ever had. Um... So he makes it for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then I generally am asked to make the ham. So we have those for both. And then, you know, the sides are a little bit different, but our, our meals for both are very similar.
2: I'm going Thanksgiving just based on the variety of food. I think there's far more. Yeah. The food is far more
1: the focus at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right.
0: Um. Christmas we do way different. Uh, Thanksgiving.
1: I would, if it was up to me, I would do like
0: we do like steak and crab legs and
1: yeah, I would do an entire like uh 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 prime rib, yeah, like a smoked prime rib and just I would not have anything that you serve at Thanksgiving. I would not have at Christmas dinner. Brent, have you ever done fondant potatoes? yeah how are they i want to try those i want to make those so bad
0: good they're good um okay. i mean it, it's like more of a I, so if you like what's your go-to on um on like if you like do you like roast potatoes do you like like I like if y'all rice? talk
2: food if y'all talk food for more than 13
0: minutes i'm bailing on the show okay <laughs> they're good chat make them there you go Okay. Um,
1: I've been tempted to make them and I, I'm going to try them soon to know if I'm going to do them for Thanksgiving. Right.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, we do like steaks and like a whole and turf type feel, but anyway, uh, there, I agree. That's why the next day, those, those Turkey sandwiches hit, hit nice on those croissants. Oh, oh.
1: so here, here's what my uncle does that makes Turkey different.
0: Aaron, I, see the, the turkey. I see the rage, baby.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm seeing how long we can get here
0: don't give a he,
2: shit about his uncle
1: <laughs> he roasts the turkey then he leaves all the juices in the roaster takes the turkey out pulls it and puts the turkey back in the juices so it stays tender so it doesn't dry out and then you just have like hunks of turkey that have been simmering in the, the juices and you I mean it's delicious sure that's the problem is. with turkey is it gets dry
2: Who's the better flat top griller, Chatter Aaron?
1: I would hope Aaron. He cooks on a flat top all the time. All the time. That's like that's his main. It's I don't jam. know why. Like,
2: yeah. And it's I don't. Jam. I make a lot of different shit either. on it too. It's not. It's not like it's only smash burgers or it's only this or that. Like I, I do a lot of different things on it. I've done shrimp tacos. I've done chicken quesadillas. I've done breakfast. I've done all sorts of different things. Um.
1: Yeah, so I would hope Aaron, I just don't cook on a flat top a lot. I'm I'm much more of a griller than a flat topper.
2: The most requested meal from the kids is uh the uh cheese sticks. Uh mimosas or bloody Marys at brunch?
0: Neither gross.
2: Brent, I know you have a more refined palate than Chad.
0: Uh so um I love going to a, uh, well, if, if you're feeling like horrible, like really bad, you got mm. to go bloody Mary first agreed. To, actually hundred percent agreed to, to cause that's like a meal pretty much. But, um, I like bottomless mimosas. I absolutely love it. And that and doesn't I, surprise me in the least. And I, I think, thought
2: maybe, I thought maybe you'd be a build your own mimosa bar or I'm sorry, a bloody Mary bar guy. I am.
0: I am. I am. But, <laughs> but if if I'm in Florida, what we do is we do bottomless mimosas and we walk over to this beach bar that has a crazy build your own Bloody Mary. And, See, and and I get the best of both worlds.
2: I think that's part of it is if you're here in Ohio where it gets cold, I think you have to go Bloody Mary, especially on those cold days. Right. The mimosas don't hit the same when exactly. you're not in when you're not in like 70,
0: 80, 90 and degree if you weather. you get the man mosa, then then they, they get that's the a whole different ball there. there. Yeah, it's a little
2: the or the beer, beer mosa. Yeah, yep. yeah,
0: a little beer in there, but uh, yeah, if 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 you're really struggling, you gotta hit it hard with a with a double, bloody mary, to to just wake you up. Have you?
1: I only have really one like brunch drink that I like, Brent. What's that? The peach Bellini. Peach you ever Bellini, had a peach yeah. Bellini?
0: Yeah, it's pretty much a mimosa, but uh, peach.
2: Yeah. It's, well, it's prosecco
1: instead of prosecco I don't like instead champagne. I like champagne. Champagne. Yeah.
0: Price, champagne. Yeah.
2: Uh, P.S. Thank you, gents, for always providing fun and quality content through the ups and downs each year, this year being a down. Um, I added that part at the end. Uh, Brent, that is the mailbag. Get us out of here. I got a game to watch.
0: Just in time. How about that? Well, hey, guys. Basketball is here. Two feet in, down. I'm excited. It is weird that the Basketball X account posted that we are one days away and then six hours later later posted that we are zero days away. But well, that's way- because the
1: uh- – the thing passed. The clock is well, not yet, but yeah, we're close.
0: One of the things, yeah. Either way,
2: but I hey, look forward to hearing that some bitch go off tomorrow,
0: as it's tip-off time. We are here, yeah, and you get to see Terry Nelson live on ESPN Plus. We go, lock it in. But uh, hey, guys, um, it, it's exciting. Wes Miller's got a team. A would you, players. yeah? Would you say you're fired up? I am, and I am fired up. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Yeah. So it's back. Uh, tip off tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Women's game before at 6 p.m. Come early, be loud, wear black. Uh, but hey, you know, big shout out as well to uh, Homefield Apparel. Shouts as well to Dan Cook Transmission and Auto Care. And of course, shouts to our guys, Quick Paper Supply, for their timestamps. Uh, well, for my pals, buddies, Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel. I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic BVP presented by BearcatJournal.com.